Hello! And welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where Brian Gumpy is my beast of burden. Oh, yeah, he's my beast of burden. Beast of burden? <laughs> yes, you are. I'm flattered that you're calling me a beast, but burden. Burden. You're carrying the burden. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm Brian Gumpy, Elder, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. I'm Joe Knuckles. <laughs> Pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. What did I determine my stage name was going to be? Je- Jeremiah, Jeremiah Weed. <laughs> and what's your catchphrase? Oh, don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. That happened like two hours ago. <laughs> That's so good. Real, real I, I didn't even think of that when I brought Joe Knuckles <laughs> up right now. That's so good. <laughs> so I'm the beast of burden? Yeah, because you're going to have to carry the weight on this episode. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I don't know what in the world I'm doing. But hey, you know what? You know what the worst thing is? I actually had to sing a stone a stone roses. Oh my god! I you poke myself in the eye with something super duper sharp and painful. If you rolling want to make it stones, painful, make rolling it something stones, blunt. Rolling Stones. I hate the Rolling Stones. Okay, I think Dan, they're so overrated. Dan, you, you're never gonna sell me on it. Your dad likes Rolling Stones. I don't think so. I think he does. I don't know. I don't. I think they're so overrated. Okay, well, here's the challenge. I think I've said the most overrated band of all time. I think those words have come out of my mouth. Well, no, no, I'm not going to disagree with you. They might be the most, although Kanye West might be one of the most overrated. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, How about Jay-Z? Well, he's not. I don't think he's overrated. Really? What has he, on on a whole, contributed to rap? Oh, gosh. He's just like... Like good at what he does. I don't think he actually was like a game changer with anything. I'm gonna have to think about that. Marcus is offended right now. Just so you know, is he super offended? Yeah. Well, good. Finally, <laughs> somebody's offended. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, I want to hear Marcus. What prove? Tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, I'm I'm willing to admit it, but tell me why I'm wrong. All right. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about music. 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 Not the first time we've talked about music on it. here. We talk about music on here like uh, quite a bit, actually. Because we like, we talk about things we like. We like theology. We like the Bible. We like music. We like pop culture. But people keep asking us about it, too. It's kind of cool. I, well, probably because we talk about it a lot. Could be. But you like music in a different way than I do. And that's, that's why you're the beast of burden on this one, is because I'm an aficionado in the sense that I know what I like. And I can tell when something's done well mm-hmm. or not, but I certainly don't know the mechanics, and I don't know the why, and I don't know. I, I don't have the musical spectrum that you do. So, yeah. so I, while while I can look at something and say, "Yeah, Carrie Underwood can carry a tune." Oh my god! <laughs> if you hadn't made those like like dumb like raised eyebrow like eh, 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 hey, okay. at me, I would not have even picked up. On okay, that. so so Hope had somebody stay the night over at our house last night. Was it last night? Yeah, it was last night. And um, I went in the room and I made this like super dumb dad joke. Well, they're all super dumb. That's why they're dad jokes. But I made this dad joke, and the f- girl who was staying the night, her name's Morgan. She was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like audibly said that. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, so before we get into it too seriously, if we're going to get serious no, on this at this all. No, this isn't going to be very serious. Um, so the question, do you want me to do it now or do you want to do your thing now? 
What's my thing? Well, you got the you got a hymnal right there. Oh, You're going to yeah. talk about a song. Oh yeah, yeah I am. So do you want me to ask the question first? Sure. Why do Christians sing? Why and I think Christians the distinction sing? is like like there are some religions that honestly don't sing. There are some factions of Islam where you you can sing, but it has to be a cappella. And some of them don't sing. There's some that do with instrumentation. I guess I didn't even really think about that, that most religions sing. They're, they're, yeah, most religions do. Yeah, it's true. There are some that don't, but they're, you know, anyways. So for us, why do we as Christians, why do we sing? So I remember doing a Bible study at your house one time. And um, I was there. <clears throat> I was playing some music. And it wasn't until, like, we were done singing that your brother just like starts dying laughing. And I'm just, we're like, what, dude? Like, what's your deal? Your dog was laying on an ottoman in the middle of the room. So we're all just like sitting in a circle singing. And your brother's like, I was just thinking about how if an alien dropped in this room right now, it would think we were worshiping your dog. <laughs> <laughs> My dog looked like an ottoman. Yeah. That was Augie. Yeah. Uh, I actually think it was he Piper. Lo- oh, was it? I think it was oh, Piper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That dog was nuts. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, <laughs> and then there was that other time when we were doing a Bible study and Joel brought Caius over and I started singing and that dog lost his crap, <laughs> just started barking and like running in circles and just like went ballistic. And I had to like stop like a one line into a song because everybody was losing it. So speaking of losing it in the middle of a song, uh, this song always does it for people. So we we were singing. So Joel, actually, interestingly enough, Joel's the one who turned me on to this song. It, the first time I heard it, Joel, yeah, Joel introduced me to it, and it was Indelible Grace's version mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the name of the song is written. The words are by John Newton. Uh, so it's not a new song by any means. Um, he said he wrote Amazing Grace mm-hmm. just for people who don't sure, know. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, but the name of the song is I Ask the Lord, and it's not a. Like, a um, it's a happy. It's an upbeat song. It, it's an upbeat song, but I mean, it's not like a. It's not a song that you would hear sung at most churches. No, never. I've never heard it before. No, before we've done. And it. I know you were just talking to Paul about like what it's. So give a quick rundown. What's the song about? I asked the Lord. Okay, so what I asked the Lord. It's it's about a guy praying, and the person prays for a specific individual sin to be lifted and removed from him. And so um, he says, based upon God's character and what he's done in the past, he believes God will do it. Well, then God kind of opens the floodgates and it says assails his soul to the like deepest part or something like Mm -hmm. that. And he just, all of a sudden, it's like everything bad happens and the guy is miserable and he is at the end of the song crying out to God, do you want to pursue me to death? Do you want to, and then the line that we're going to look at in just a second, but he, he says, you know, basically, God, why are you killing me under this heavy weight of burden? And God responds, no, dummy, this is how I show you how great a God I am. What I'm doing, I'm answering your prayer. You want that sin taken away? What I'm doing is I'm showing you how deep your sin actually is and how minuscule this sin that you're actually asking me to take away is. And in the scope of things, this little sin that you're saying, hey, take this from me, is nothing compared to the depth of depravity of your heart. Right. And so God's saying, 
and I got it all. Yeah. I have it all, dude. How bad you feel right now? I have it all. It's fine. That's mm-hmm. that's the end of the song. So it's very hopeful at the end. Yeah, absolutely. But for like six verses, you're like, oh gosh, this is. I can't believe we're singing this. If right. you're reading, you're thinking about what you're singing. Mm-hmm. And so, being the guy who sends off song lyrics to people who print the bulletin and stuff like that, it, when I especially when I do a new song. I have to make sure that what I send off, because, I mean, rather than type it off, I'll, like, search, you know, I ask the Lord lyrics, and then I'll copy and paste and email it off, whatever. Is that how you came up with these ones? Because they're not the ones in our hymnal. Right. So the, the music that I play off of is off of the Indelible Grace website. and Which is super upbeat yeah, for yeah. the song that is kind of... Yeah. What you guys, but everyone in our pews are reading off of our hymnals. And so this has happened before where there's like a minor like word difference, you know, something sometimes it's updated English. It's more modern, you know, um, more modern vernacular yeah. than, than what's found on the original lyrics. So I'd been playing this song for dude, at least years. It could have been, but I was gonna say months and months and months. Yeah. And then finally somebody said something about that one line at the end. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because like, the you changed the word. They're like, the thing, yeah, you don't sing the same thing as us. And I'm like, what are okay, you talking what's about? Your, what's your version say? And so verse five of I Asked the Lord on my sheet music says, Yea, more with his own hand he seemed intent to aggravate my woe, crossed all the fair designs I schemed, cast out my feelings. <laughs> That's the line. Laid me low. Cast out my feelings. Cast out my feelings. <laughs> Now, uh, now is, why does Patrick think that's so funny, <laughs> listener? You may be wondering. Well, so, fr- wait, wait. On its face, doesn't that just sound silly? Cast out my feelings? You casted out my feelings. <laughs> I mean, I, when you read the rest of the lyrics to this, this song, sure. It doesn't fit. It doesn't quite fit. Yeah. No. So verse five in the hymnal is, Yea, more with his own hand he seemed intent to aggravate my woe. Crossed all the fair designs I schemed. Blasted my gourds <laughs> and laid, laid me, me low. low. Blasted my gourds. So and, la- and and listener, that is exactly what you think it is. So <laughs> the first time that somebody pointed out to me what it says in the hymnal, I was laid low. I was laughing, tears <laughs> streaming down my face. Could not bring myself to like have a conversation for minutes. Yeah, and so tonight. We sang the song in church, and I'm still going off the same old sheet music saying, cast it out my feelings, because I, oh. I'm telling you, I'm a 31-year-old husband and father, and there is no chance that I'm mature enough to read the words, blasted my gourds, and not chuckle and giggle in the middle of a church service. So y'all can sing, blasted my gourds from the pews. Dude, I, I am singing, cast out my feelings. Because I just don't maintain the maturity to sing those lyrics. Dude, I belt it out. When you sing, play this song, <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> I know my feet, my tender little feelings are going to be asked to be removed or whatever. <laughs> Cast out your feelings. No, 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 God, you blasted my gourds. <laughs> I belt it out. And I shouted out, the problem is Joel behind me sings so stinking loud. <laughs> and he follows you and whatever words you say about touchy-feeliness. Dude, no. God blasted my gourds. And it is about rupturing your your junk. 
Busting your balls. Dude, it's what it is. Yeah. God was so... Not, felt, try, not trying to be crass. It felt, it's John Newton's it's fault. It's John Newton. I mean, they, they talked a little different. <laughs> but euphemisms apparently were still a thing. And uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it needs to be that because think about it. Look, if I'm really under the weight of sin, it feels way more like he blasted my gourds than it did he removed my feelings or whatever. <laughs> no, the feelings are very present. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, blasted my gourds makes way, ma- way more sense in that context. Yeah. Hey, okay, so Brian, so why would we sing a song like that? Why do we as Christians even sing? You want to hear my... What is singing besides... What is singing? Wow. To quote Elf, Buddy the Elf. Singing's my favorite. It's, no, well, smiling's said, my favorite. Well, make work your favorite. Right. <laughs> work is your new favorite. No, it's talking and raising your voice up and down. Yeah. Right? That's what he says. Um, I'm singing. So... Uh, I'm in a store I, and I'm singing. I feel like you just asked me like five questions at once. I just um, made your wife so happy. So the the easiest way to answer why do Christians sing is because God told us to. Oh, good. Okay. It's like the, yeah. It's Where like did he tell us to? All over mm-hmm. the book of Psalms. All well, over the, the book Psalms of Psalms. The Psalms is the Old Testament hymnal. Right. Like it is just a book of songs. Well, so you saying Psalms of songs. Yeah. Yeah. What's your point? No, I'm saying it's 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 like so, it's it's like assumed. It's like so much a part of what we do as worship, it's assumed. Yeah. So Psalm ninety eight, sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. Psalm one fifty. Why would you sing with praise a guy him who's lying? with tambourine and dance? Psalm sixty eight. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Um not Psalm 95. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Um, let's see here. Uh, there was one that I just saw. Sorry, I'm scrolling. I'm not super no, extra great, prepared. Dude. Um, dude, you're the songmeister. Oh, thank you. Um, James 5. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Um, on and on and on and on. Um, we are told to sing. And I, I know that this going to uh, this passage that I'm about to go to, it's not what, um, like this is not a passage that's teaching us to sing, telling us to sing. Um, but I think one of the reasons why we enjoy singing, why like we were talking about, um, you know, religions, not just Christianity, most religions are going to sing, um, is it, it helps us to express things that are going to be difficult for us to just, it doesn't feel adequate to just say something. Um, and I'm thinking of in Romans eight, where he talks about how the spirit, oh, yeah, the so spirit good. himself yeah. intercedes with us. I'm in verse 26, yeah. Romans eight twenty six. So here, I'll just do the whole thing. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And sometimes, I think even when we have words, sometimes words aren't enough. And like, dude, I'll tell you the truth. Like tonight, um, you know, we... We start our service. Joel does call to worship, and then I get up there, and dude, my mind was just racing. 
Um, I had like I had kind of like yeah, a, dude, you like, had a I had a weird day, weird day, weird week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I get up there, and the first thing that I can just even think to do is just pray. And like, really, I'm praying, like, Lord, like, help remove distractions from us. The weeks ahead of us, blah, blah. Dude, I'm just praying for myself up yeah. there, and you guys just, <laughs> just got to join with me, basically. Uh, and then. You know, we sing a new song, and dude, I got to sing loud and I got to play loud, and a hundred percent like so much of like the anxiety, the stress, the everything else that I had in my mind when I'm done lifting my voice and getting singing is a physical thing, you know, so it takes all of you, it does so much of uh, the rest of our service, you know, um, we're worshiping God with our mind. We're trying to engage with his word and grow in our understanding and our knowledge of him. Um, but singing is, you know, it, it involves more than just that. Yes, we're engaging our mind. I, we will never, ever sing songs at Sovereign Joy anyway, where the words are just throwaway words. That's not something that we're going to do. Um, if there are theological issues, then like there have been songs that we've done. And then I remember there were some songs that we'd sang like, for like a year. And then you and me are like, what does that part of this song mean? And then I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. What does that mean? And then we toss it. We don't do it anymore. Right, right. If you can't sing it and sing it with conviction, then we're not going to do that. But um, it's definitely more than just a mental practice to sing. It So much uh, energy and emotion goes into singing. And, and I think that's why it has a very... Uh, it can have a calming effect hmm. depending on the song. I think it can also like kind of get you uh, excited. It can get you engaged. Like one thing I don't like about other churches, um, some churches, I don't say other churches, um, some churches you can tell their first song is just like the one to get you warmed up. But the reality is that for, like some songs do get you like warmed up. Um, I don't like the... Like, the concept of a warm-up song because like, oh, that's this is the song so that people know they can, should come from like the cafe part of this church. This is the song where you need to come find your seat. Yep. Come on in and put your coffee in the holder. Yep. Come to sing. We're getting started now. It's mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. And I don't, I don't want us to have any throwaway songs. Dude, that's the number one jam. Yeah. I just made up a number one song. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, I don't know. What do you think about it? I could talk forever about this. I think that there's something unique about the image of God within us that compels us to sing so that even idol worship is a perversion and a twisting of the true worship of God. False worship, they still sing. And I think it's that image of God within us. You don't, this is going to make people go to their Bibles. That's good. There's nowhere in scripture where angels sing. It's always they say. Always. That is going to make me go to my Bible. Go, dude. Because you know what? They don't sing. They say. They shout. They cry with a loud voice. But they don't sing. We find songs all throughout the Old Testament. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 14, there's this interesting passage where it says, that he heard the sound of harpists playing on the harps. This is in heaven. This is where people get that idea that in heaven, you know, you're sitting on a cloud playing a harp, you know? If you search angel, sing? Zero. 
It's a goose egg. Zero. Yeah. I'm I'm not talking out my butt. Wow. Yeah. You all, and here's why you don't think that. Because every single Christmas play you've ever been yep. to, they go, glory to God in the highest yep. and peace on earth to men. Right? So you hear that song. I think we know who's covering for me next time I'm out of town. <laughs> nice. Not me. You just passed your audition with flying colors. <laughs> hey, that would have been a funny audition <laughs> for one of them singing shows. So anyways, he goes on to say, and they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders, and no one could learn that song except these people who'd been saved. And I've I, I had to teach this passage once, and... I wanted to be provocative, so I talked about how the fact angels don't sing, and of course it got a very similar response to the one you just gave. But then on the other hand, it says they sing a song that no one else could know. And so I said, it's not that they, you don't know the words, like it's some secret language that you know only the initiated have. But what it is, is that we're able to actually sing this song with conviction. I can sing this song, for example, the Blast in My Gourd song. <laughs> yes. I can, I can sing that song, and I actually know that song. I know the words to that song, meaning I've experienced that experience, and my song is a vocal representation of my experience of the words that I'm singing. P- lots of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. They can't learn certain songs. There are tons of people that maybe can wor- learn the words of holy, 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 but they don't learn holy, holy, holy. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people who learn the words to a mighty fortress is our God, but they don't learn a mighty fortress is our God. The reason is because they're not redeemed. Mm-hmm. They have not been born again. That music is not a reflection of an inward reality. I think that's what song is. Song is something that our image of God within us responds to the goodness and grandeur and amazingness of God in a way that we just can't express with words alone. Yeah. That's why when you're like 12 or 13 and you've got a crush on some girl, all of a sudden you're really into (laughs) R&B. exactly the same. You're right. <laughs> that is a one-to-one correspondence. It's got to be the same. <laughs> I'm a 12-year-old kid in love with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, is that not the way we want to do it? That's no. exactly the way I wanted to do it. <laughs> so it, it is interesting to me that you're you're talking about this, because that is one thing that I wanted to talk about. about um, I'm going to be laughing about that all night. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Uh one thing I know, but to be fair, I had never sang an R&B song to any girl that I would have had a crush. I'm not on. saying you sing it to her. I'm saying it comes on the radio. You're like, yes, this is about my life. For sure, that never happened to me. Oh, it's because you were in, you're a hipster. You're in the Stone Roses, and all <laughs> the Smiths, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I Ka- think R. You were too old. Casey and JoJo were yeah, like at yeah. their height R&B. when I was like getting into girls. <laughs> and, all right, I don't know who that is. What? Yeah. I've never oh heard of Oh my gosh. Casey and the JoJo. Casey and JoJo, I'm not gonna sing into the mic. You're braver than I am. I sing every single week in front of multiple, multiple people, and I won't sing into this microphone. I just I don't even know that that's a person or those are people. No. 
Brian McKnight. I've heard that that is a name of somebody. Okay. All right. Ursher. <laughs> Ursher? Usher. Are you sure? Oh, my word. Anyway, you're talking about knowing it. Yeah. And knowing it. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is that is one reason why we think, just practically speaking as well, is we learn a lot um, when we learn songs and we commit things to memory. Um, one thing while you're talking about, you said, holy, 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 mighty fortress is our God. Um, when we sing something like, um, before the throne of God above, I have a strong, a perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. Like you, Jesus is our mediator. Yeah. Like we have somebody between us and the father who is going to him and is our represent. He's there on our behalf. Like there's, there are things that we're learning about our relationship with Jesus and our father. And I understand it like to a degree, like there, there are things that I can gather from scripture, put into a song. I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense to me. And we should be singing scripture Mm -hmm. as, as close as we can. Granted, there's going to be times and phrases that we're adding stuff to it. But for the most part, we should be using biblical language in our singing, because that's the closest we thing that we have to God's own revelation. I mean, it is. It's God's revelation to us. So if he's saying, here's who I am, we sh- those are the words we should be using right back to him in praise and worship, mm-hmm. right? So it makes me freaking crazy when I hear, the river of God is flowing, jumping, and oceans are everywhere, and God's love is big as an ocean. And... God's is a fire. He's burning on a thing. Jesus is my superhero. Jesus, I hate, I hate those songs. Yeah. That, okay, I, I'm not going to say that they're demonic people who wrote these songs. <laughs> they That's might, very big of you. They, they might be carnal. <laughs> they might have ulterior motives. What about Larry the Cucumber? Is he carnal? He, yes. He, he, <laughs> yes. He is the closest thing to an animated serial killer I can think of. More more than Bob? More than Pickle Rick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All joking aside, I I the the reason those songs are bad and we shouldn't sing songs like that is because we don't know the meaning behind those. We don't have biblical proof text for that. We're singing something that everybody has a different idea of what that is in their mind. And a lot of people might have a wrong idea. I think there's a lot of bad theology that uses some good words in order to get you to sing that song. And that's, that's bad too. Yeah. I also don't like when it's, you know, okay. What do you think about songs that are basically just straight out of scripture? but it's like a small piece and we like turn it into a chant. Ninth verse, same as the first, a little bit louder and a little bit worse. Yeah. We just say the same things over and over and over and over again and turns into vain repetition, even though it's scriptural. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I I mean, that's definitely something where people who... Well, I'm familiar with it uh because I grew up in that time of the praise chorus. Mm -hmm. So you would have... You know, as the deer panteth for the Oh, gosh, that got stuck in my head last week. 
<laughs> you sound like a deer. You alone are my... So we would make up funny words, like instead of my heart's desire, we would say, no, 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 Lord or God, bread baker, instead of maker. I don't know. We would always make up funny words to go along with it. But anyways, your point, if we're going to sing scripture, we should sing it. Like if you're going to do Psalm 40, for example, like that was in our text tonight for the sermon, just do four, do, do Psalm 40, or at least a big, massive chunk. Mm-hmm. Don't just do something that we're going to... Because then you become mindless. Totally. If That's you have like 13 words to memorize, and you got that song down, all of a sudden I'm going to start thinking about, you know, jokingly, Rick and, some Rick and Morty episode or something stupid like that in the middle of my singing because my mind is not engaged. The whole point of singing... Is you said it earlier, our whole bodies are engaged. Mm-hmm. Our emotions, our mind, physically, I have no problem with people lifting up their hands, swaying. Don't get crazy. I mean, don't <laughs> no show far. Don't don't start, you know, running up and down the aisles or whatnot. But you know, there's no problem with outward physical expressions of praise, at least as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, I put my hands up all the time and and close my eyes and just kind of go with it. And I think that that's a right thing to do. So if we can sing and our minds aren't engaged and our emotions aren't engaged, well, that could be our own sin. It could be we're sinning as we're singing. It could be us. Or it could be the the stupid, kitschy song yeah. that has no depth. Dude, it's so funny. I feel like I'm getting so many things out in the open about me as a music leader here. But... That's why you're my beast of burden. <laughs> so I am so self-conscious. Like I remember reading that passage where Jesus was talking about, what was it, the Pharisees and their vain or prayers are vain repetition. Mm-hmm. And somebody like or somebody applying that to music. And dude, I'll oh, tell that's a good point. I'll tell you the truth. Ever since then, I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't repeat No, they're they're much at all. They're big songs. I don't, well, the, I mean, like, I don't repeat the chorus, like, two times in a row, hardly. Uh, tonight, I did it because we're... What's a new song? We're, we're learning, learning a new it. song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to in the song, like, as it's written, but most of the time, if there's repetition, like, oh, dude, there's a couple bridges where they just have you repeat the same thing, like, four times, like, now nah, we'll do it once. Yeah. And, and that's totally why, because I have it in my head. Like, I don't ever want us to repeat something to the point where it becomes vain repetition, and we're not thinking about what we're singing. See, this is why I'm so glad you're doing the worship. <laughs> Thanks. I don't have to tell you this. I don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to have these conversations. We are on the same page. Oh, it's so freeing. So it's so freeing. The truth is, and I, I mean, this is getting into more of a, uh, more of an in-house like Christian topic. Um, but when it comes to like, so I'll pick on Caleb. Caleb is a guy who um, he does music with me um, most of the time when he's in town. But he, he plays, plays cello. he plays cello. Yeah. And there was one time when he was, because he's such a talented musician, such a talented musician. And he'll play like along with um, the vocal line, but sometimes he'll play harmony and stuff like that. And there was one time he asked me, he's like, hey, well, was that too much? And I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, will you tell me if if I'm getting too like too wild and too out there? Like basically like he's like, like shredding on me or something. I was like, right. dude, I'll tell you. You're nowhere near that right. yet. I would tell him. Right. You're nowhere near <laughs> it. No, oh, Picking dude. it up, like playing it behind his head and stuff. <laughs> no. So, and but here's the thing is like a lot of churches have these big productions. A lot of churches will have these electric guitarists who, which whatever, I've played tons of electric guitar at churches before. It has its time and place. Totally. Yeah. But 
and I've even done like some lead stuff, not like crazy soloing or anything, but just stuff that makes the music sound better. Um, so my, my gauge for when something is getting out of hand, when something is not appropriate for worship is when people leave this worship service, are they talking about the way that I played guitar? Are they talking about the way that I sang? If so, then something needs to be fixed. Now, sometimes it's not that like, oh, I'm so talented. Oh, I went shreddy Kruger on some people and was just like soloing like crazy. Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's like, bro, you need to practice because that was clunky and people couldn't, p- couldn't focus on worshiping because you kept messing stuff up. Well, that mindset is ubiquitous in our church is we want you to walk out knowing Jesus better and loving him more than you did when you came in. And that happens at every point of the service, mm-hmm. from announcements to call to worship to singing songs to the sermon to communion. Every aspect we take the time and we think through. Here, this might be a good place to just uh, to ask this. There's a topic called the regulative principle of worship, which sounds like eye-rolling, I get. But the idea is, is that we only do what Scripture tells us we should do, mm-hmm. not if it doesn't tell us don't do it, because there's all kinds of things it tells us don't, you know, that, that we could do then if it says, if we had to look for a don't do this, I mean, right. there's all kinds of things. But That's where we fog only, machines come from. Right, we only do what it <laughs> tells us to do. So we come to things like psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart, um, there in Ephesians and in Colossians. So when we sing songs, Brian, um, and we're talking about singing the regulative principle, we only want to do what Scripture tells us to do, right? We, we, that's what we want, mm-hmm. because we believe that's the most honoring to the Lord. So when we talk about psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, do, do you have in your mind a specific kind of song that goes along with each of those three words? Or do you think that that's kind of a, a way to say we want to sing songs that are biblical. I'll be honest. I haven't given that a ton of thought, but um, it's Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to me... So it isn't just Psalms. There's some people who just, you only sing the Psalms. No, definitely not. If you do that, you don't sing anything about Christ except foreshadow. Right. And I think that that's not what God wants for us to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... So there's more than just psalms. Well, and I think yeah. that's what we see there, is yeah. that there, that we should have variety. I mean, yes, we're singing scripture, we're singing psalms. Right. Um, hymns, like, I, gosh, I should really... I would love to dive in and figure out, like, what a good definition for what makes a hymn is. Like, okay. What a good What's definition a hymn, for hymn, a hymn. Him, her. Yes, <laughs> well said. Uh but then you go into spiritual songs, and I feel like if you went into our church, you're definitely going to hear hymns and spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious that we're doing that. We don't sing a lot of psalms. We, like, well, there there are lines in songs sure. that we sing, but it's certainly we we don't go to the we have a psalter in our hymnal. Mm-hmm. We I don't think we've sung one out of there. Maybe yeah, maybe um, one. But anyway, maybe. I, I yeah, I think this is something that's good. To, to have in front of us, if we're only singing modern spiritual songs, then yeah, yeah that's probably probably not as as good as it could be. And, well, and, and I, same I on the flip side. But like I said, I think that that's there so that when you have a church where somebody likes a certain type of song, mm-hmm. 
that it doesn't end up being just that certain type of song. I mean, we all know, we've all been in churches where um, there have been plenty of heated debates about what kind of music should be um, played, who it should be played by, what kind of instruments, what kind of songs they should sing, what kind of tempo it should be at, what kind of volume it should be at. And to me, when I read that, it seems like there should be variety in the songs that we sing. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So much variety that I think we should be able to take our Bibles to any culture, any people group, and be able to open it up and start singing somewhere, some way, shape, or form. That the way we're, we do it here in Chico, California, is not the right way to do it. It is a right way to do it, but there are so many right ways to do it all over the world. And I think that we do a disservice when we try to say worship should look exactly like us. Oh, gosh. Because the body of Christ doesn't look exactly like us. It's so diverse and multifaceted. And singing should be the same as well. We should be able to open up Scripture and anywhere in the world be able to start singing songs from the Scripture, whether it's from Revelation to Genesis, Psalms to Jeremiah, Lamentations. Lamentation is a song. Mm-hmm. That whole book is a song. That's why I love that we sing yeah. that uh, I Asked the Lord song. Yeah. It's not a topic that gets tackled. Right, blast my gourds. In a lot of church music. Yeah. Unfortunately, those are the two words we remember of the song. The song theologically is so rich. I don't think that and that's so, what you and I think of when no, we think of that we song. No, we don't, but Honestly. it certainly is funny. Yeah, it is. It makes me chuckle. It really, really is. Hey, I got a question of the day. Hit me with it. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Who is someone who is popular right now that you really like, and why do you like them so much? Who, Brian Gumpy, is someone that is popular right now, and why do you like them? Do you have one off the cuff? So I like Khalid right now. One, because I just got to see him at a work event. But two is he is just doing these features, these uh, these hooks. He's he's singing um, for like a lot of like EDM people. He's singing for a lot of rappers. He's singing for a lot. So he's just showing up everywhere, and um, he's pretty different from a lot of singers who are in popular music right now. Very mellow, very laid back. Um, he's got kind of this like breathy, kind of raspy tone, um, but he's a good singer at the same time. And yeah, he's just popping up in all kinds of different music. He has this song came out last year on his like big like breakthrough album. It's called Young Broken Dumb. And I love that he wrote Young Broken Dumb because I'm pretty sure he was like 18 when he wrote it. I think because he's like uh, right out of high school. Yeah. But mm. anyway. Um Well, if you've listened to this, you know I watch the show and I like Jerry Seinfeld and He's as popular now as he's ever been, I think. And his show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, is pretty funny. But he's smart. He puts a lot of thought into the things that he says. And he is a wordsmith. And that is attractive to me. Because I deal with words. I joke around, I just say words. I get that from another comedian, Bill Burr. But the truth of the matter is, is... Words are what I do, and so I am regularly looking for turns of phrases and the way to word things, and you gave me advice to get a journal and start like writing down things I need to do, which is 
not been that. It actually turned into a journal, mm-hmm. which has kind of morphed into me thinking thoughts and trying to reword the thoughts and say the thoughts in a different way. And I think that's helping me to be a better wordsmith, be a better pastor, be a better preacher. So that's why I like Jerry Seinfeld right now. I feel like he inspires me to that. I feel like he's every bit as much like mad scientist as he is artist. Yeah. We're like, yeah. like, con- and, and I, I don't mean that to, to take be, anything away from him either. I desire to be an artist in my preaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm there, but I definitely desire to be that. And so, so I'm working on it and it'll probably be all my lifelong, all the dude all day, but that's what I'm, that's anyways, that's my response. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So who is popular right now that you like? And why? And why? Hit us up in the comments. Let us know. Please interact because we love you. And keep the music going. And we'd love to hear from you because. Pump up the jam. We believe that you belong.